everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. And we try to get that done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. This Thursday, December 6, is Reading Day at Monmouth College, and it's final examination starting on Friday and going through next Wednesday, December 12, at which point the college will settle down for a long winter nap. And so will this podcast. This is the final edition of the 1853 podcast for the 2018 fall semester as we'll also go into hibernation. The next edition will be posted on Thursday, January 17, which is also the week that spring classes begin at Monmouth. In case you missed the big news, Monmouth rededicated Greer Residence Hall on Tuesday afternoon. In less than a year, Mama's third oldest residence hall, which opened in 1940, received a top-to-bottom makeover. It's really an amazing transformation of the building, which has retained its historic character that makes it such a special living space for generations of students. You can read more about the renovation on the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu. And in the next few weeks, we'll post a few videos on social media as well as on the Monmouth College website that give an inside look into the renovated Greer Hall. Although the 2018 fall semester officially comes to an end when grades are submitted on December 17, there will be some activity on campus during winter break. The college's first Scots term will be held in January, and we'll report about that on the first 1853 podcast of the 2019 spring semester. Also over winter break, the Monmouth men's and women's basketball teams have several games scheduled to take place. For a schedule of those games, go to MonmouthScots.com. That's your place on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. Later in the program, we'll chat with Mama's senior Natalie Curtis. But mark your calendar now for Sunday, December 9. That's when Natalie will have a reception for her art exhibition, which is called Experience Math. The reception will be from 1 to 2 in the afternoon on Sunday, December 9, outside of room 300 in the Center for Science and Business. A big shout out to my colleague Jeff Rankin. He's Mama's editor and historian. Jeff published a very nice remembrance of President George H.W. Bush recalling when the 41st president delivered the 2000 commencement address at Monmouth. Economics professor Ken McMillan also recalled when then-Vice President Bush helped him campaign for Congress back in the 1980s. You can read both remembrances as well as listen to a radio interview with Ken and watch a TV news story that includes both Jeff and Ken by checking out the news section of the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu news. Finally, a big shout out to Monmouth music professor Tim Payhell, college chaplain the Reverend Terry Ott, and the rest of the folks in the college's music department. They produced a wonderful Christmas at Monmouth this school year. It was held last Friday night in Dahl Chapel and Auditorium. 
And if you missed the outstanding program, you can watch it on the college's YouTube channel. And that address is youtube.com slash College. By the way, if you're looking for something to do over the Christmas break, be sure to check out the latest show down at the Buchanan Center for the Arts. That has a Monmouth connection. Through January 4, the BCA is exhibiting a show titled Harlow Bloom Retrospective, celebrating 60-plus years of creativity. It features the works of Monmouth College Emeritus Professor of Art Harlow Bloom. There's more information about the show on the BCA website, and that address is bcaarts.org. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. As I mentioned, Thursday, December 6 is Reading Day at Monmouth. That's the day before the start of final examinations for the semester. As one might expect, that means the Hughes Library is one of the more popular places on campus right now. Sarah Henderson is director of the Hughes Library. Sarah's been in the position since last summer. She returned to the college, which she served from 2003 through 2006. Sarah says the staff of the Hughes Library works a lot with Monmouth students during this time of year to help them cross the finish line. This is actually a very busy place. Uh, During finals and the prep week before finals, we see students in here all the time. They look for every little kind of quiet nook and cranny here in the library, those great secret places where you can go and kind of hide out and study with your friends. Or if you need like a quiet moment to yourself to prepare for a test, we have lots of great spaces in the library where students can come and have those moments. Uh, Here on the main floor, we have a great table space where students can get together with their friends. They can spread out all of their materials. They have their laptops. They can go over to Einstein's and get a cup of coffee for that caffeine kick to help them power through uh, toward the evening hours and really just take advantage of all the different options that we have. The whole reason that we're here and providing this space is because of our students and making sure that we help them and give them the necessary tools, including workspace, to succeed in their finals and their academic career here. Sarah says that one of the services the Hughes Library provides is extended hours this time of year. We did some extended hours this past weekend for prep work for students in terms of final papers and projects. We were open later on Saturday, Friday and Saturday of this past week. Now starting on Thursday with reading day, we're going to be open even longer where we have nights where we're open till 2 a.m. instead of our normal midnight closing time. And we have have notified students of that. We've sent emails. We have it on our social media, and we've tried to spread the word as much as possible so students know that we're here for them for those extended hours. And then if they have that last-minute item that they need to find for their work, they can dash in at midnight or 1 a.m., and, and we'll be here for them. The special services that the staff of Hughes Library provide during finals week is but one example of, Sarah says, how they approach their work with mama students. I would say that every librarian that works with a student has a slightly different approach, but the the message, the universal message is that we want to help students first and foremost find what they need and also to make sure that we help prepare them as lifelong learners. Um, It's not just 
finding a link for them to click on, but explaining to them how to use the database, how to find the book on the shelf so that they can use these skills down the road. Uh, You don't stop learning once you leave college. It continues on throughout your life, and you never know when you're going to need it. And so for me, when I work with a student, I always try and make sure that I explain everything very carefully and give them ample opportunity to ask questions. And when I want them to try it on their own first, maybe, to show them that they can do this and that they have the skills um, and that, you know, we will be here for them if, if they're unsure or uncomfortable. You know, we definitely want to provide the support. And one of the things I love about the library staff is everybody feels the same way. They're there 100% for our students. That's Sarah Henderson. She's director of Mammoth Hughes Library. And those are just a few of the special services the library provides to students. Later on in the spring semester, we'll hear more about what goes on in the Hughes Library. But in the meantime, make sure to follow the Hughes Library on Instagram and Twitter. They absolutely hit it out of the park on both of those social media platforms. On Instagram and Twitter, they can be found at Hughes Library. H-E-W-E-S Library. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Monmouth senior Natalie Curtis has created a senior art show exhibition that helps people better understand mathematics. Titled Experience Math, Natalie's eight-piece show of paintings and sculptures is on display through December 9 on the third floor of the Center for Science and Business, right outside room 300. In addition to reflecting on her double major of math and art, Experience Math is also a great way for those who are either less familiar with mathematics or maybe even a little intimidated by it to better appreciate some of the concepts Thanks to Natalie's work. Uh, A lot of my artwork, well, most of my artwork is based on math or some kind of abstraction of math. So I wanted the show to be an outlet for people who don't necessarily like math or have an interest in math, people to experience math without having to read it in a textbook or take a boring class or something like that. Uh, The colors for all of my work, I like to keep it bright and inviting uh, just to keep going with that idea that math doesn't have to be scary it can be bright and fun and engaging so the colors are bright and a lot of the materials are recognizable to help make the math less foreign. Natalie was undecided about what to major in when she came to Monmouth then she began an interesting academic journey. I was I believe art first Uh, And then I moved away from it for a while and focused more in the math department and then kind of decided I want to still be interested in art and and added it back. Although some might think that art and math are not closely related, Natalie says she sees a natural connection between the two disciplines. That, That math and art are a lot closer than you'd think. Most people hear that I'm a math and art major and they're like, well, those are the most opposite things you could come up with. Um, But I also wanted to use art to show that math doesn't have to be scary. A lot of people are, I can't do math. I'm not a math person. And and this show and the artwork that I make is a way for you to be involved with math without having to feel like it's scary in a foreign language. And Natalie says that was a lesson she gradually learned thanks to her mammoth experience. I think the biggest shift from nine semesters ago is that 
I used to think I had to either be a math major or an art major, or if I wanted to be both, I was separately a math major and an art major. And now I've, I've done both at the same time, doing work that is all the same, bringing both of those together. And I don't think I saw that opportunity at first, but I'm glad I found it. That's Mama's senior Natalie Curtis. Her senior art show exhibition, Experience Math, is on display through December 9 on the third floor of the Center for Science and Business. There'll be a reception for her work from 1 to 2 in the afternoon on Sunday, December 9, and you can read all about her work on the Monmouth College website, monmouthcollege.edu news. Before we get into this week's athletic segment, a reminder of the many ways in which you can follow Monmouth College throughout the social media spectrum. The college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash monmouthcollege. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth, and the college is on Instagram at Monmouth College. If you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat at This Is Monmouth. And for some great holiday music, be sure to check out Monmouth College on Spotify for its recommendations. The Monmouth College men's and women's swimming and diving teams just got back from a big meet in Iowa, the Grinnell College Pioneer Classic. Monmouth coach Tom Burek says the Pioneer Classic is an important meet for several reasons. Some of the bigger factors for that meet is the experience for our underclassmen. Um, Grinnell Pool is the pool that our conference championship is at later in February. So those freshmen get a taste of, and you could see they were a little overwhelmed by size of the meet, speed of the meet, and just the overall environment that that meet holds. The size of the pool is huge. And so when we go back in February, it's a huge advantage for those freshmen. Um, upperclassmen get reacquainted with the pool, learn how to swim fast in it, learn how to you know maneuver the turns and starts, etc. Um, it was a, a big weekend for experience mainly for us. Um, we see we get to see where we're at in relationship to the rest of the conference. Um, not everyone was there, but most of the teams were there, and it's just a it's just a good feel for the rest of the season. Mama's men's swimming and diving team has grown quite a bit since last season. The guy side, you know, we, we've definitely grown. You know, we almost doubled. We were only eight guys last year. We've, we're up to 14 guys this year. Uh, clearly, our talent base is higher. Um, we're very competitive in our relays and some individual spots. So they seem to be very focused, very motivated, and they're very excited. And they're, they're just as excited about next year and recruiting and seeing how things are going for the future of the program. The Monmouth women's team has also grown, and they're very much improved. We're a little bit smaller on the female size, but the quality is there. You know, last year we were hoping to keep out of the bottom of the pack, and now we're look, clearly looking at who can we beat, how can we move up a little bit, and we're clearly, we've, we've got that competitive enthusiasm and edge that we just didn't have a year ago. Tom says that one of the things that helps his teams continue to push forward is the arrival of new talent. I, I kid him all the time. I said there's always a freshman that comes in and ruins your day. And when you're an upperclassman on a team and a freshman comes on your squad and they're new and, and they're good and that inspires you to become better, we they inspire each other in practice. And there's a you know ribbon going on, a little side you know jousting to get everybody going. And when somebody beats you in a set, you know you go to beat them in the next set. So that feeds they feed off one another real well. The college swimming and diving season is among the longest in intercollegiate sports. 
That's why it's critical for the students to remain focused on the Midwest Conference meet, which is held at the end of the season in mid-February. Tom says it's truly about being focused on the long run every day. Yeah, it's clearly all my planning's for the end. Conference is what it's all about. That's what we tell them it's all about. It's how we perform in the end. But there's a lot of, it is a long season, and I'm conscious of that. You know, it's a long season with automatically we have a two-and-a-half window week uh, winter break in there so we, you have to plan for that you have to prep them for that you have to hope they stay in the pool for that and all it takes is somebody to go home and not swim and everything we did in the fall is just gone so you know right now we're in a week and a half of finals type swimming so practices are abbreviated they're shorter they're accommodate finals um, you know, each month is kind of a little different. October was our intro, a lot of stroke work, video work, um, not as much yardage. You know, November uh, adds in, of course, meets, and it's got Thanksgiving break in it. You know, that's going to take us in the finals. And then we, we go down to Florida for a Florida train trip. We're down there for a week, and, and it's almost its own separate segment of the season um, yardage increases dramatically we swim what's called long course in the morning so it's two and a half times the length of this pool here and then the same size short course in the afternoons we do dry land there yeah there's a little bit of fun in the sun but for the most parts it's a real intense week um, they come back clearly we head into january which is a definite increase in yardage and intensity to take us into what most teams and coaches call the taper period, which is that final preparation, both physically and mentally, for the championships. That's Mama Swimming and Diving Coach Tom Burek. Be sure to follow his teams on Twitter at Scott Swim Dive, and you can follow all of Mammoth College Athletics on Twitter at MC Fighting Scots. And that's going to be a 30 for this 15th edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2018-19 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, which will be posted on January 17, 2019, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. Have a nice day. And here's hoping everyone has a very Merry Christmas and a most happy New Year.